We running up on the bullshit? We should probably get ready for the actual episode at some point. All right, let's do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of 4, 30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. <laughs> what is this, episode 42? 42. Right, this is going to be a good one. Jackie Robinson's number. That's right. Everybody thinks about Jackie Robinson as the player that broke the color barrier. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about how good of a player he was. He was like a legit, that is true. He was a really legit star. Like, And obviously, he paved the way for baseball to become the sport that it is today, basically. Right. So, we can't talk about 42 without Jackie Robinson. Damn right. And we also can't talk about the fact that 42... Is is the answer to everything. I thought 23 was the answer to everything. No, 23 is a Satan, it's a satanic number. 42 is the answer to everything. All right, let's hear it, Pat. So in the book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I think came out in the 1980s, I've got it up there on that bookshelf up there. It's the green one on the far towards the side up there on that one. The, the far left. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's by Douglas Adams. who's a, He's a great author. Hilarious. Like that book is one of the funniest things that I've ever read. Like I never sat there and laughed out loud at the book. Like I've laughed out loud reading this book. Right. But it's a book about just like the hypotheticals of space, basically. Hmm. And at one point, they had a, like a supercomputer that was assembled that supposedly was the most powerful computer ever. And it could answer any question. So they asked the, the computer the question, what is the meaning of life, the future, and everything? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the computer was calculating for years and years and years, trying to come up with an answer to life, the future, and everything. <laughs> and <laughs> at the end of the book, it came up with an answer, and the answer was 42. <laughs> so... What a terrible ending. <laughs> Anyways, hopefully we have all the answers on this episode. Right. I think we will. I think so, we will come up with all the answers. I hope so. Anyways, you got any news today? Sir? Yeah, I got. I have three news stories. You got three? Okay, good. I'm going to let you get started with these. So this is from ZME Science. Ready? Yes. The oldest animal life on Earth was discovered in Canada. 890 million years old. Oldest animal life? Yes. That's what, okay. That's what the headline says. Okay. A Canadian paleontologist may have found the earliest evidence of life on Earth, and it's much older than we thought. Life as we know it took a pretty funky turn around 541 million years ago. That's when a period called the Cambrian Cambrian emerged, and with it, so-called Cambrian explosion ushered in practically all major groups of animals. It lasted for about 25 million years and resulted in the divergence of life as we know it. Before the Cambrian explosion, life on Earth was simple and small. It was composed of either of individual cells or of microscopic multicellular organisms or at least so we thought. Scientists have found new evidence of animal life existing before Cambrian. In particular, some sponges and mobile aquatic animals seem to have emerged before the Cambrian. According to a recent study, first, sponge, first sponges emerged a whopping 350 million years before Cambrian, or 890 million years ago. That's very significant, and I'm not going to try to break it down, <laughs> but <laughs> there's a lot going on with that one. Right. And if we go back to our last episode, episode 41, when we talked about the coincidences, yeah. we said that the Earth is like 4.3 billion years old. Yeah. So this would be 890 million years old. So this would have been like 25% ago in the history of the Earth, basically. Pretty or insane. something like that. 20% ago. That's pretty crazy to think about. Right. And if you think about the span of the Earth existing, like life has only been like part of the Earth for like 15% of its the planet's existence or whatever. Sure. So 890 million years ago. I guess I didn't realize how recent the dinosaurs were. How can you even calculate that? I... 
Like, how do you, like, are you kidding Our me? brains are not meant to understand that, I don't think. Uh, the fossils discovered by Turner, which was the paleontologist, I'm assuming, from the remote area of northwestern Canada, accessible only by a helicopter, resemble some modern sponges known as keratose demo sponges. The researchers dated the layer of rocks in which the sponge fossils were found, a solid analysis tool that leaves little room for question regarding the fossil's age. The identification as sponges also seem pretty clear. So they're pretty certain that this is 890 million years old yeah i don't even know which is i don't know man (laughs) yeah but i thought that was crazy 890 million years ago now i'm assuming this was a fossil yes okay i don't even know i don't even know what to say that that just there's it's incomprehensible like i just i just don't know how you come up with that i don't understand the process i guess yeah we need i'm not i'm not a paleontologist yeah my uncle suppose claims to be one i don't know if he actually is we got to get him on the show it would it would not be fun anyways so that was a great news story honestly yeah, that was good. Obviously, you've always it's a got little the, choppy, but you always got the archaeological ones. And I try and I try and keep up with it, you know. So that's it's significant. I mean, sure. and obviously, we've pretty much established that aliens created these sponges. So <laughs> basically, anyways, I'm gonna get into my first one real quick. All right, and I, I've only got two. I'm gonna start. I'm actually gonna start with my second one. Uh, this one comes out of British Columbia. Have you ever been to British Columbia before? Uh, I can't say that I have. Are you familiar with where that is, though? It's a Canadian province. Uh, I believe it's due north of Washington. Washington. Mm-hmm. I think it's got the Pacific coastline. It's like the Pacific coast of Canada, basically. Sure. So this one's out of British Columbia. And the source for this article is bc.ctvnews.ca, which is a Canadian website. Mm-hmm. Despite burn bans, BC man tells Mounties he didn't want to mow his lawn, set it on fire instead. He said, okay, never mind. So a man in British Columbia yeah. didn't want to cut his grass. And he set it on and fire. And he set it on fire instead, <laughs> despite the burn bans. And obviously the whole wildfire situation out west has been a big thing. Yeah. And we forget that that type of thing doesn't stop at the border. Right. So obviously Canada's got the same problems that we've got now. Sure. There's a lot less people up there. The biggest city up there is Vancouver. And that sits like right on the border and right on the coast. So up in like the province, there's not a lot of people up there. But still, you can't be burning shit. Exactly. So what happened with this guy? So basically, firefighters and Mounties were called in last Tuesday because there, there was reports of heavy smoke. Now, the people that saw the heavy smoke were on a ferry in the pacific ocean <laughs> and they saw it on the coastline and they're like hey there's a lot of smoke out there we gotta call the mounties in so they called the mounties in and they were able to pinpoint the area and the area was in sunshine coast i guess it's an area <laughs> in british columbia what, somewhere what a name and so the mounties showed up and i guess the fire was about 10 feet in diameter or three meters because canada and canada uses that type of measurement situation firefighters extinguished a blaze while mounties investigated the situation it turns out the homeowner admitted to starting the blaze in an attempt to avoid cutting his grass. Now, have you ever thought about burning your grass instead of just cutting it? Maybe. <laughs> I hate cutting my grass. And obviously you can take a look outside the window. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. I should have done it today. I was planning on it, but I came up with excuses not to do it. Right. Anyways, he got fined 1100 Canadian dollars and was warned by the Mounties not to do this type of shit ever again. Honestly, in my opinion, that's like a slap on the wrist there. Basically. One, <laughs> only 1100 Canadian, which is not a lot. Probably 900 US these days. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty bad, lighting a fire right now out there. Yeah, no, you can't You can't be doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I don't really see jail time, but probably a bigger fine than yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> in Canada, it's, it's more of a socialist country, so the government can sure. kind of bring the hammer down on you if they want to. Sure. I don't know. I thought that one was kind of funny. That is kind of funny. And I like talking about Mounties. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got for that one. Nice. That is definitely my weaker of my two news stories, so <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. You probably have this news story. All right, this comes out of UPI. Patrick Mahomes 
Jones rookie card. It sells for record-breaking $4.3 million. I don't have that one, but really? Yeah. <laughs> 2017 rookie card signed by Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes sold for $4.3 million, the highest price ever paid for an NFL card. The 2017 National Treasures NFL Shield Patrick Mahomes rookie card, which was autographed by the player, fetched the record amount in a private sale brokered by PWCC Marketplace, the trading card investment business said. The price paid by LJ's card shop beat the previous record of $3.1 million, which was paid for a Tom Brady's rookie card in March. So yeah, four point three million. I need to start buying sports cards again. Is yeah, what no this is shit. telling me. So I used to love getting baseball cards and football cards and basketball cards, but it got to the point where it's like once the internet hit, I guess the the value of a card kind of diminished. Dude, I'll have to show you. Before my Jaja died, God rest his soul, he he gave me this big book, awful of old baseball cards, and I bet some of them are worth some value. Definitely, they they look pretty old. And Definitely, there were some recent ones too. But you know me, I. I know nothing about baseball. Yeah, if you well, want to take a look at them one day, I'll show them to you. Josh would be the expert on that. Yeah, he knows a lot about baseball. But and I, I would collect cards back as a little kid, and I used, to, I used to get a lot of them. I started, I stopped basically once the internet became a thing because the cool thing about baseball cards is you got to know the players back before you could just Google anything. Mm-hmm. I got to know like who hit well, what their stat lines were, and it was kind of cool to learn about them. But obviously, as the internet became a thing, it kind of dwindled in my interest level. Sure, I still think it's cool. Now, obviously, I don't have any, I don't have any of my cards anymore. I had a couple of ones that I got autographed by players, but $4.3 million for Mahomes' car that's only four years old, that blows my mind to me. I don't understand because there had to have been a lot of those printed off, you would think. Like, you can literally go to, like, Target and get a pack of football cards. Oh, shit, I was there in 2017. I picked up a pack and I got Mahomes' card. Yeah, but I think it depends, like, who makes the card. Yeah. Like, what does it say here? National Treasures NFL Shield. Patrick Mahomes rookie card. I mean, whatever that is, it's probably stamped with something that's authentic sure yeah we've got to do some research on that yeah you know where we can make some investments oh the, the, the mall around here where we live yes there's a sports shop in there okay Pick, i've never actually been there i just <laughs> like one of my friends tells me about it all the time okay and he tells me to get to buy shit from there sure but he, this guy has like uh memorabilia i think or pictures and signed aut- like autographs and shit yep from celebrities and whatnot and sports players and i guess they have like signed football player actual shit like they're like three four hundred bucks like they're legit sure but those would be really good investments you like, would think so like they have a signed terry bradshaw picture there that's like three hundred dollars i bet like in 20 30 years from now that would be worth quite a bit and you've got to be the mean joe agree one too yeah like, you gotta have, be careful about that but it's you know possible. they have others but those were the ones that he told me about because he knows i'm a steelers fan sure oh yeah the mahomes is cards is signing for 4.3 million dollars i could see that for a player that was dead or a player that yeah, that's in the that, Hall of Fame already. Yeah, exactly. But he's younger than we are, and his, his cards are already selling for $4.3 million. Dude, his kid already has scholarships to And his college. kids already got scholarships. I mean. We talk about Mahomes <laughs> a lot. We do. I and mean, we talk about Baker Mayfield a lot, too. But we talk about Mahomes a lot for being a player that plays for a team that we don't really care about. Right. Or that we root against. And I'm kind of rooting against the Chiefs at this point, obviously. Yeah, I'm tired of the Chiefs being in there. So that's 
fucking hilarious. That's a good story. Oh, yeah. What you got? You got another one? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, <laughs> this one's a little bit different. It comes from CBSNews.com. Oh, it's our favorite. Five parrots separated at British Zoo after encouraging each other to curse profusely at guests. Dude, this is so funny. This one's fucking hilarious. This Dude. is one of the funniest news stories that I've ever found. A British wildlife conservatory has been forced to separate five parrots who wouldn't stop swearing at visitors. Now, the thing I want to get into is the guy that was providing quotes for this for this news article was a guy named Steve Nichols, <laughs> who is the like the chief executive at the Wildlife Conservatory. And this guy has been waiting for a moment like this in his life. <laughs> he's definitely a character. He's one of those guys that you would probably find funny if you were just at a bar, but he's not going to ever get into the limelight. He got his opportunity in this article, <laughs> and he he's, ran with it. This is his chance. And he, he really made this article happen. But anyways, the parrots named Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Elsie are African gray parrots. I don't know if you're familiar with those at all. They're very popular pets, but they're also kind of rare. Mm-hmm. And it's like you'd be paying four figures at a pet store to get one of these type, right. of, type of a parrot. Sure. But they're very popular. And I guess the five of them have been together for a while, long enough to learn bad language, basically. <laughs> they were moved to the conservatory in August of last year. And the zookeepers say that they've never seen five birds behave in such a way around each other that these five birds behave. Now, the birds were eventually split up and put in different parts of the conservatory instead of being kept together. And this conservatory has over 200 African greys in their enclosure. Damn. Um, but we need to understand that guests never actually complained about the birds swearing at them. This is more of a precautionary measure that's being taken by the zoo, which is ridiculous, you would think. Yeah, if, if they're not attacking people and the, the customers are having a good time with it, what's the big deal? Exactly. Now, Steve Nichols, who I mentioned earlier, the chief executive of the conservatory, seemed to reinforce the idea that most guests enjoyed the way that the parrots behaved, stating, when a parrot tells you to F off, it amuses people very highly. It's brought a big smile to a really hard year. I guess they, they did it because they didn't want kids being around the birds swearing at each other. And I guess they provoke each other with their use of language. So if one bird says something bad, like fuck off or fuck you or something, yeah. the other birds laugh at that. <laughs> and then they also start laughing or they start swearing at whoever they're swearing at. Right. And they can recognize when you're startled, when a human is startled. So they use the language as an attempt to startle humans because they, they find the, the they reaction funny. They find the reaction amusing. Dude, that is incredible. And though. between five of them, I guess it just it starts and it doesn't stop. Dude, that, and, they are so smart. And they laugh and they're they are very intelligent birds. And I just find it funny that they laugh, they laugh at each other's comments. <laughs> you're just getting shit on by the birds. And no then, pun intended. And then according to Nichols, I'm hoping they learn different words with their new colonies. But if they teach each other bad language and I end up with 250 swearing birds, I don't know what we will do. <laughs> That's funny. So this guy had all the funny quotes, I thought at least. I was reading this article, I'm like, this guy's got to be it's like living in these birds all the time. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do if all these birds start swearing on everybody. That's so funny, dude. Uh, Paige and I, have you ever been out to uh, Port Clinton? You know where that's at? I've been there. The, they have a zoo out there called African Safari Wildlife Zoo. Sure. And you can like, you get in your car and you drive around and the animals will come up to your car and you can feed the animals and shit. Okay. It's cool. But they also have like a part where you can like walk through. It's like a zoo. Sure. It's smaller, but it's pretty cool. They had this area where it was all parrots and this one parrot was like talking to Paige. Like they were, like oh, they were talking. Oh my goodness. It was so funny. She got the parrot to say like three or four words. It was pretty, it was, it was hilarious. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how smart these birds are. It, it really is incredible. Like I've seen some analysis, like a parrot could be as smart as a six year old kid. Like, could you imagine like a kindergartner and like a parrot and a parrot like keeping up in the class? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? 
crazy? It is. Anyways, that's all I got for that one. I thought that one was funny. I kind of feel bad for the birds because I feel like they had a really good thing going. The yeah. five of them. Like, they're, they're probably going to, it's not going to be good for them being split up because they were having so much fun with each well, other. they're just going to try and bring the fun with everyone else around them. I guess. Could you imagine if the entire thing just gets out of control? That's what's probably going to happen. Like Steve point. Nichols says, he doesn't know what's going to happen if right. they all start swearing. So, <laughs> anyways, I thought that one was pretty good. That's funny. So, I have one more news story. And this 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 kind of takes us back to our very first episode. Oh, Lord. He's been spotted again. Pilots flying in and out of Los Angeles International Airport were given a warning after a possible sighting of a man flying a jetpack in the area. This is July 29th. He's back at it. He's back at it. <laughs> The Federal crazy. Aviation Administration conferred a pilot contacted aid traffic control on Wednesday evening to report a possible sighting of a man wearing a jetpack flying in the area. A Boeing 747 pilot reported seeing an object that it might have resembled a jetpack 15 miles east of LAX at 5,000 feet altitude. Holy shit. <laughs> Federal Aviation Administration representative told KABC-TV, out of an abundance of caution, air traffic controllers alerted other pilots in the vicinity. There were no unusual objects spotted on radar so this guy is like stealth at this point he's not sure. even spotted on radar yeah <laughs> it's probably just too small but possible sighting comes after a number of some similar sightings late 2020 video captured in december shows something resembling a man wearing a jetpack in the sky over los angeles investigators have suggested the object in the video could be a drone made to resemble a man i'm not buying that i'm not buying that either <laughs> this is definitely a jetpack man yes definitely and like i think it's probably what you said just some billionaire dude that had this crazy contraption made yeah. and he's just having fun with it i kind of agree with that now you guys heard about the jetpack man here first on 4 30 in the morning dude and we we're probably... coming full circle <laughs> but again i still don't know what to say like i haven't even processed that in the first place let alone five thousand feet 5, 000 that's 000 almost feet. a mile up that's incredible now he's got to have some form of oxygen you would think you don't really i guess you don't really need it need I, it up there maybe if he got to like eight to ten he might he might need some but still if you're flying yeah i don't, honestly i have no clue i, don't I, I have no high yeah but the stories aren't going away i guess that's the other thing too that we need to understand is that they're not going away they haven't been explained yet we've been right. talking about this for 10 months now he's still up there he's still flying around do you think it's the same guy i bet you it's, a, it's probably the same it's guy it's gotta be the same guy now do you honestly gotta think it's a guy up there yeah I do too, honestly. I, I, I literally think it's a guy. Because I've seen some drones do some crazy things. Are drones flying up that high, like consumer amateur drones? I don't know. I don't like know you what would, they have out there. You would think that anything that's professional would be monitored or somebody would be coming out and claiming it immediately if it was like your company doing this shit. Sure. There's got to be some amateur out there. Now, it could be a, a very well-financed amateur, but sure. I don't know what to say. It's got to be a guy. He's still up there. And like the videos are kind of grainy from like the first video yeah. that we saw, but it looks like a dude. Like it just looks like a dude and i don't I was, know i was thinking about that too with all these videos that are coming out that are grainy have you ever tried to like capture anything on video like just like spot on on the moment like a deer or an animal or whatever yes i got a deer very good the other day i can't get anything ever like every time i see something i can't ever make my camera work properly so i'm starting to believe that it's possible that people are seeing this shit but their cameras they just don't know what they're doing you know what i mean that's possible i'm like, starting to kind of lean towards that i mean yeah it depends it depends it depends sometimes i like i've 
I've seen videos where like it's it's literally just there and they just can't focus it. Yeah. I'm like, come on, come on. Yeah, and that's a problem. But <laughs> I mean, I've ran into situations too where I've tried to catch something on camera and I just sure. I guess I haven't had many experiences. I guess, yeah. Haven't had many chances. I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. I was just thinking about that though because that's the biggest thing is all the video the video footage is crappy. Right. Well, most people don't know what the fuck they're doing. Sure. Well, the, you were not having videographers <laughs> on the scene all the time. True. And I would say I'm not gonna act like I'm that smart, but I'm probably a little bit more capable than the average person when it comes to operating my phone. Right. And even I can't do it. So if you say 50% of the people are worse at doing that type of shit than me, you know what I mean? I focused in on a deer here. Did a pretty good job. Now that's pretty good, but I could easily see how that could be a gazelle or a, or a horse. It's pretty clearly a deer. Uh, do you have any more news today? Nope, that's it. That's sorry, it. That's sorry, all. that took a while. <laughs> it was all good. So, what is our main topic today? And main the topic. listeners, we last week, we, so we started doing this new thing where we're we're gonna draw out of a hat the next topic for the next episode. Yes. And last week for this episode, we picked medical mysteries and or mere crazy medical mysteries miracles. Sure. So, uh, Pat, you 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 want to kick us off? I'm gonna let you kick us off because I don't have nearly as much as you probably have. I'm not gonna lie, this is kind of a tough topic for me because I get really squeamish really quickly when it comes to medical stuff. Sure. I can watch a horror movie all day but when it comes to medical stuff. Yeah. I was reading some of these stuff and I did I did like days worth of research. I didn't come up with a whole lot just because I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean though? Right. So I'm going to let you get started with this one. Um, My first one, it's a little long. I I, I didn't really want to do it but I, I was reading it and it's not really like a, I guess you can kind of call it a medical miracle but it's, it's actually kind of more of a medical like kind of weird coincidence. Sure. I, I found this story from the Washington Post, which is your favorite. Um. <laughs> Real quick, you know the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos at this point? Yes. They've been owned by Jeff Bezos. A lot Bezos. of people don't know that. Yeah. So this is the story of Jessica Kalanis. So Jessica was the youngest of six kids. Okay. She was born into like a pretty athletic family. I guess they had like a member of their family. They made it to uh, the Olympic trials and shot put. Okay. So yeah, Olympic family. Not Olympic family, but athletic <laughs> <laughs> You know, Athletic to be honest, their their uh, grandmother that wants everybody to be an overachiever probably considers them an Olympic family <laughs> because the guy made it to the trial. Well, honestly. I don't know if they made it or not, but this is a long article. I just really, I really had to skim it down. Sure. Um, but as a child, she was like really clumsy. Okay. Right. She would like kind of topple off her bike and like laugh about it. And you know, when you're a parent and you have a young kid, like that's kind of what kids do. Kids flop like all the time. Sure. But her clumsiness, her clumsiness continued like to get worse as she got older. And when she was like 14, her mother spotted her on vacation. And you know how some beaches are kind of down low, like on like a, like a hill. Sure. You have like steps going up to oh, yeah. you know wherever you're staying or whatever. Yeah. She spotted her climbing up these stairs on her on her hands and knees, like crawling. And she's like, "Why did you do that?" And she said that it's just kind of easier, you know, it's just easier to do it that way. Sure. And she she kind of just like blew it off, like, "Oh, that's kind of weird," but you know, whatever. She's crawling yeah. on her hands and knees. Um, and I guess when she was younger, she had been like a cheerleader, and she she had been cheering for a while, and she was able to do it even though she would still have like a fall here or there. She was still kind of she was still clumsy. They, sure. They just wrote it off as she was just a clumsy person. Makes sense, yeah. But her mother started to get a little concerned when her sophomore year, she wasn't able to make it onto her uh, cheer team in high school after cheering all these years because she wasn't able to do the jumps because her clumsiness and her falls become more frequent. So were they they were progressing is what yes. you're saying? Yep. So she was getting worse. Yes, okay. she was getting worse. So she decided to join field hockey after <laughs> she couldn't <laughs> after she couldn't make <laughs> the 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 cheer team 
I don't know why I reacted like I did when <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I, it, it's terrible, but it's like, okay, if you can't do that, you're probably not going to be able to do this. No. But you know what? She she didn't want her mom. She, she kind of felt like something was happening too, but she didn't want to worry her mom. Sure. She kind of just felt like, yeah, okay, you know what? Maybe if I do something that would uh, strengthen my legs, yeah. you know, th- this thing would get better. So she decided to do field hockey. And she really wasn't able to do that either. And her, and her mother was noticing, like, why can't she run like the other students? Like, why can't she run like the other girls on the team? So what really drew the line for her mom was during her graduation from high school, she fell when she was receiving like a math award or something like that. Really? So they ended up taking her to a physician, finally. Can I stop you real quick? Sure. I'm not interrupting, am I? No, you're good. My father gave me a preparation for if I fell to receive my diploma. <laughs> he told me exactly what to do because he kind of assumed that it was going to happen. <laughs> right. He was like, you have to own it. You have to own it. If you go down up there, you, you have push-ups. to own it. You have to do something funny. You have to own it or else it's going to be your legacy for the rest of your life. Right. And of course, my father just kind of assumed that it was going to happen. So anyways, I'm sorry. So they went to a physician and the physician pretty much said, all right, we need to send you to a neurologist. So the first neurologist said that. So they ruled out muscular dystrophy right off the bat. They ruled that out, did whatever they had to do to rule that out. They put her on meds for a rare autoimmune disease called uh, myasthenia gravis. Sure. Gravis. I think that's how you say it. And that didn't work. She took it for a couple months and... And there, nothing was happening with that medication. So they sent her to another neurologist. And this neurologist said that she had spinal muscular atrophy. Uh, I guess that they took a biopsy of her muscle. Okay. And this is what they concluded from that biopsy. Sure. But a year later, she had an MRI done that showed that a part of her brain was actually shrinking. That's pretty insane. Yeah. Your brain shouldn't be shrinking. It should be getting bigger and developing as you get older. Exactly. So now that neurologist is like, all right you don't have spinal muscular atrophy at this point. We need to send you to something different. So they sent her to the um, National Institute of Health. Okay. And she got genetic testing done and she ended up having a incurable genetic illness called late onset Tay-Sachs disease. Have you ever heard of that? No. And her mother, her mother apparently after they gave her this diagnosis, her mother was like, no way, we're not Jewish. (laughs) She screamed that because this disease is primarily affected in the uh, Ashkenazi Jewish community. Really? Yeah. And it's it's just kind of crazy how this girl ended up with this disease. And I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to get into it. So this is primarily in the Jewish community. And 1 in 27 people that have that ancestry like have the trace in their system. Okay. Like they've come up with ways to like help it to where... Mitigate it, the it, symptoms. It, or... it, it, it mitigates... Well, if you if you get it, it mainly affects um, infants. And it, it's usually fatal by five. Oh, okay. But you can have the trace and not have any thing happened to you. Like sure. You can still have the trace. Sure. But the majority of people that have this ancestry and background get this disease, like a lot of them. Okay. Now, but what she had was just recently discovered was the late onset, um, the late onset Tay-Sachs disease. And that can spawn during your adolescence or even in adulthood. Okay. And I guess other people can get this genetic mutation, like if you're not in the Jewish community, but it's really, really rare. And the, the mainly other discovered areas where this uh, genetic problem exists was in Irish people, French Canadians, and randomly Cajun Louisiana. That 
that's weird as fuck. Like this small like area in Louisiana or like this group of people in Louisiana. Yeah, Cajun. Yeah. And she found out that she had a paternal grandfather that was from that area. Where, oh, shit. Yeah. And she ended up having it. And the mother ended up getting tests done for her children. And I guess two of the brothers have the trace, but they're not having any symptoms. And I guess her sister has a trace of it, too. Sure. And she's not having any symptoms. Yeah. Now, the two brothers, apparently, it, the, the article said that they didn't get officially tested, but they, they said that they had it. So yeah. yeah. It's just absolutely insane. How it's weird. You're not a part of the, the, the Jewish community. And you ended up getting this really rare disease that hardly anyone ever gets besides the Jewish community. Yeah, exactly. That's weird how that shit happens. It's just, I thought that story was, was crazy. Yeah. How she ended up getting something like that. I don't even know what to say, but it's weird. Like, you're just living your life and you just progressively get worse at walking. It's absolutely insane. It's, it's crazy. I've got one. It's a little bit more lighthearted, I think. My first one is historical. And I've always been interested in history. And this one's kind of cool. I've got for us a centuries-old document that dates back to the year 1632. Okay. And it is London's list of causes of death. Have you ever seen this before? Mm-mm. The year 1632, London's list of causes of death. All right, let's see it. There it is. I just handed Ben a copy. I've got my own copy in my hand. This is called The Diseases and Casualties This Year Beginning in 1632. Now, before I get into this, at this time, London had approximately 300,000 people in the city. And I'm playing fast and loose with the term medical mysteries with this. I thought this was a medical interesting document, basically. Sure. But according to this, in all 95,035 Parisians, London people were buried in the year 1632. How many? 9,300 9,535. Okay, I thought you said 95,000. No. <laughs> okay. And I did, I added up everything listed on this, and this only accounted for like 7,600. So there were, there's a, a handful that, a couple thousand at least, that weren't accounted for in this list. Okay. But this is the list of causes of death in 1632. Now we're going to get through this list a little bit. Now I'm not going to read every single item. Sure. But I wanted to make sure you had one in your hand, <laughs> because it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So the first one that I want to talk about is a frighted <laughs> one person died because they were affrighted <laughs> we need to figure out these cases man now i did a little bit of background research on some of the more interesting ones affrighted is probably a heart attack like somebody got startled uh, yeah that's what i had thinking. a heart attack and died uh one person died because they were bits with a mad dog which we can see that one sure bleeding took three people okay here's one bloody flux scouring <laughs> and flux jesus that got 28 people that year no that got 348 oh shit i misread that <laughs> so 348 Damn. people died from bloody flux scouring and flux what's flux i don't know i'm assuming it's probably acid reflux probably bloody acid reflux that's rough so yeah. they were coughing up blood were they coughing up blood probably, that would be my guess um burnt and scalded and i like how the how these are written it's burnt and then a comma yeah and then and scalded and then cancer and wolf 10 people died from cancer and wolf what <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> If cancer wasn't worse, wasn't bad enough. Uh, We got a wolf in the mix. (laughs) One person died of canker. (laughs) Where did you find this? Like a canker sore? Is that what we're talking about? It's just canker. Uh, We've got some normal ones like cold and cough. That one's a normal one. Uh, Cut of the stone. Five people died of cut of the stone. (laughs) 
That sounds rough. Now, this is the one that would probably get... You, you'd be surprised that only six people died of this one. Dead in the street and starved. So only six people were found dead in the street and starved in London in the year 1632. Sounds 1632. like they didn't have a homeless problem. Okay. Dropsy and swelling. What What could that be? Dropsy? 267 people died from dropsy and swelling. Maybe they fell? Sure. That could be. That could be that. But 267 people falling to their yeah, death? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what dropsy means. Now we've got executed and pressed to death which i guess is a method of execution where they just lower a whole bunch of really heavy shit on you and press you to death that's rough now okay here we go we were talking about falling falling sickness got seven people obviously fever killed 1108 back then so falling sickness falling sickness so you have a sickness of falling like you continuously fall all the time i don't know it could be what it could be what your story talked about yeah maybe somebody had you know had that back then not only killed seven people so it wasn't that bad of a situation now like i said fever killed 1108 which what's fistula i don't want to talk about that one uh-huh. okay here we go we have flocks and small smallpox killed 531 people so that I, flocks and smallpox is probably just smallpox they've sure. got different names for this stuff so that killed 531 but french pox killed 12 <laughs> now i'm gonna get in the french pox a little bit later so five people died of gangrene four people died of gout could you imagine dying of gout that would be rough but people have died from gout gout's an issue yeah it's not good 11 people died of grief which that's yeah. just kind of sad yeah so we've got a couple interesting ones that i'm not getting into and then we got killed by several accidents that was the cause of death of 46 people okay here's a big one the king's evil killed 38 people that year so the king had 38 people executed Is no and i'm gonna i'm gonna get into that one later the king's evil lethargy killed two made away with themselves is what they called suicide back then so that got 15 people obviously the measles was a sole thing back then that got eight murdered murdered is seven and that's murdered it's not murder it's spelled differently but it's murder okay. so that's a pretty decent murder rate that'd be 21 people no that would be they have 300,000 people and only seven got murdered pretty good that's pretty good pretty damn good the plague was still around back then that got eight people planet killed 13 people (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm guessing that's maybe weather i'm gonna get in the planet as well rising of the lights killed 98 people oh man this one's bad scurvy and itch i wouldn't want that one at all yeah uh 62 people died suddenly No, this one's this one scares the fuck out of me. Four hundred and seventy people died from teeth. <laughs> That's rough. And then worms killed twenty seven. And that I'm gonna get this entire list up there on our one person died from vomiting. <laughs> one only one person died from vomiting. That's pretty good. Oh man. That must have been rough. I did some research on a few of these terms. Planet is apparently a term used for moonstruck. I don't know if you ever heard that term before, moonstruck. Moonstruck. Which refers to a number of mental illnesses often associated with being a lunatic. Mm. So you're a lunatic and they say you're moonstruck. But planets was used because they determined that the term shouldn't be used. It shouldn't be selective to just one celestial body. It should be all of them. So then they landed on planet. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Cancer and wolf is obviously one that we were like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's got to be the worst way to go. It's probably a reference to a tumor that had an ulcer around it, which is seems like pretty bad. But yeah, I guess sure. they were able to they were able to associate cancer and a tumor back then. So they were able to put the two and two together saying a cancer causes causes a tumor. And then the wolf aspect is a term wolf was a term for a, an ulcer that would kind of eat away at flesh. So if you had the two and two together, okay. They called that one cancer and wolf. Okay, that's rough. And then French pox <laughs> was one that I thought was hilarious. So the chicken pox is not smallpox 
is the French pox. <laughs> that was a term that they used to describe syphilis back then. Oh, boy. They thought that it was just floating over the ocean <laughs> to England. <laughs> and then the king's evil is a term used for a disease that was almost certainly tuberculosis. Mm. Now, they call it the king's evil because they thought that the king's touch would cure you of tuberculosis. I don't know why they thought that, but... Definitely didn't, at least not for the 38 people. Yeah. So that that's not really a medical mystery. It's just more of a medical whatever. Well, that is the causes... That's, that's funny, man. The causes of death in London in the year 1632. And I'm going to have this entire list up there on the Facebook and on the Twitter for our listeners. I, I mean, I feel bad for all these people that died. Yeah. You know? But... I, I hate... You know, I feel bad laughing about it, but liver grown? Yeah. 87 people died from liver grown? It's rough. Uh, shit. 17,097 died from consumption, which that's not good. 1,700, you mean? Did I say 17,000? Yeah. 1,700. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I don't know. I thought that was at least kind of interesting. Yeah, that, this is really interesting. Only 34 drowned, so that's pretty good. You almost get a little bit of slang from the time, too. You know, like, just slang words. Yeah. Now, 87 died of liver grown, which that can't be a good thing. Yeah, I... I just yeah I just talked about that. I wonder what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and then 5 died of lunatique. <laughs> Is that the female what's, form? What's imposthume? I don't even want to know, but that got 74. Imposthume? Is that how you say that? Post-tum? It has to be. Imposthume? Imposthume? That don't sound right. I don't even know. One person died of sciatica. Oh, man. Which, that would probably be my cause of death back then. Swinepox. That one's got to be rough. Yeah. What's surfet? 86 people got surfet. Okay, listeners, if you guys know any of these terms that we're talking about, please tweet us at 30 in the... What's timpani? Is that how you say that? Timpani? Well, timpani is a timpani? percussion instrument. You should know that. You're a percussionist. You know what the timpani is? It's like a big drum. Oh, How do you know what a timpani, a timpani is? I, I've never heard. I've, really? Yeah. Now, I don't know what that illness is. No idea. I, don't know, I thought that I thought that this was, was pretty good, though. Yeah, this is good. Cut of the stone. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's rough. Anyways, that's that's, funny, that's all I got for that one. That's a good one. That was Thank great. you. I was thinking you're probably going to at least enjoy that. What, what else do you got this week? So, this is crazy. This is absolutely insane. Have you ever heard of the story of Sanju Bhagat? Can't say that I have. I think that's how you say that. Sorry if I completely murdered that. So, at age 36, he decided to go to the hospital for shortness of breath. And he was also concerned about his abnormally large stomach. Like, his, his stomach had been large and just kind of... He almost looked pregnant looking. Like, basically like his whole life. Sure. And he just kind of brushed it off as, okay, this is just how I am. He never got it looked at. But eventually it got to the point where he literally looked pregnant and he okay. was having shortness of breath. So he was having a hard time. Sure. They thought that he had, he had like a tumor or something. So I take it it's not a tumor. No. So when doctors opened him up, they discovered the remains of a half-formed twin that had been living inside him. Oh my God. The condition is known as fetus in fetu. It occurs when the twin is trapped inside the body of another twin uh, in Inside the womb. Now, most of the time, both twins die. But sure. if they are able to have some type of umbilical cord type connection, the the they can both live and they like they feed off you know they live off each other. Okay. And obviously, this one lived for quite a long time inside this guy. So this guy, this thing was living inside of him. Yeah, it was growing Holy inside hell. him. Holy hell! Yeah, <laughs> he was 36 years old. Oh my god. <laughs> 
It was absolutely insane. Now, is that a person? Is that just a creature? What is that at that point? It, it was his twin. Like, I know it, it, was, it was his, his twin. It was but, his twin, but what is it classified uh, as? All, all they said it was. Uh, all they said it was like a half-formed twin. That's incredible. And that that's from uh, from health.com. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I, uh, I don't even want to. Now, where was that again? Uh, it's like something that would happen in India. I can't remember. Uh, when I get home, I'll, I'll look it up. Sure, we'll you. we'll get that. On <laughs> that's a crazy one. Yeah, absolutely insane. For sure. Do you have any more? I have two more like small ones like that. Okay, I'll do one more one. And this is really all I got for this episode. This wasn't my best research. Have you ever heard of the Dancing Plague of fifteen eighteen? Uh-huh. Basically, in Strasbourg, Alsace which is in modern-day France. But it was part of the Holy Roman Empire back then in 1518. Mm-hmm. This happened from July until September. Somewhere between 50 and 400 people took to the streets and just started dancing for days on end. And they didn't stop until they were dying. Something somehow compelled these people to go out into the streets and start dancing. And they danced and they danced and they danced and then ended up dropping dead. So did they started dancing just sporadically? The outbreak began in July of 1518. 18 and i'm reading straight from wikipedia i should probably select my source <laughs> uh when a woman began to dance fervently in a street in strasbourg and i guess it stopped it stopped by september but people saw her out dancing and decided to join in and she was out there just dancing around like crazy and it started off with like young women joining her to say oh this is kind of fun whatever they were trying to figure out like, what the problem was so they came in and they were trying to like play music along to try to stop people from dancing mm-hmm. and that just attracted more people to start dancing in the streets and they don't have any clue as to what happened because this was like historically verified and we got bishops and we got like clerks in the city and all sorts of people that have like documents about this so it's very well documented so for some reason people were dancing themselves to death in the streets in 1518 right and it's silly to think about now they say they say this was going on during the plague which there's not really any sources that indicate that the plague was the reason why these people are out there dancing the theories out there as to why that they were start that why they went out there in the first place was food poisoning some people believe that they everybody in the town ate something that made them go out there and start dancing and then they started dying some people think it was stress induced mass hysteria now was this everybody like every single person it wasn't everybody, but it was up to 400 people in the area. You think uh, psychedelics could have been involved? That is one of the theories out there that apparently I don't have with me. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody out there is saying that maybe that they were drugged and they were on shrooms or something that made them go out there and start dancing. Could have been because there's things, there's like shroom soup and shit. Like, sure. That people, you know, they, they make. You know yeah. I mean? So, but they could have taken something funky. It's crazy. And I guess the, the thing that strikes me about this one is it's so well documented that you can't, we can't debate that this type a thing happen sure now a lot of people are gonna go out there and say it's mass hysteria which mass hysteria to me is eh. is the scientific community's bullshit answer to we can't explain it we're not smart enough to answer this question yeah something happened that we can't explain if we were to go any further we'd be violating our narrative inducing whatever sure so we're just gonna throw it off as mass hysteria and i've got when we get into aliens part six i've got some mass hysteria cases that are pretty good (laughs) but nice so that's the dancing the dancing that's weird man 15 18. This happened in France, in modern day France, but it was the Holy Roman Empire back then, still. Right. But it's well documented. Like, we, there's a lot of documentation of this thing happening. That's weird. Could That's you imagine odd. that I'll happening? That up. Could you imagine that happening today? Like, one of your friends goes out and they just can't stop dancing. Now, the one thing I thought about, and this is kind of weird, have you ever seen the movie Midsummer? Uh-huh. I can't imagine it's one that you've ever seen. It's, it's a new movie. It only came out last, I think it came out in 2019. It's about a group of college kids. They got one, like, in, international student. I think it came from 
Scandinavia, and there's like a group of college kids in the U.S., and they decide to take a summer trip to Scandinavia to visit this guy's city, basically. And when they get there, it's a pagan cult, basically. But it's really weird because they're like super welcoming and like understanding of the modern word world, but they're still like a pagan cult. Sure. And the kids, like they immediately start doing like psychedelics, and it's all like all sorts of drugs are going on this entire time as they're in there. And then slowly like the kids start either breaking the rules of the cult or whatever, and then they kind of, it's a horror movie. Yeah. But at one point, all the girls in the community get, a, get together and they do a contest where they dance for like a days on end, just going back and forth in a circle basically. And the last one standing is the May Queen, and the one girl becomes the May Queen. That's a really intense movie. That's kind of what this, this, this kind of made me think about that. Right. Midsummer. And if you've got like a 4K TV, it's it's a trip to watch. It's one of the most vis- visually compelling movies I've ever seen in my life. No shit. Now, if you watch it with a little bit of enhancement, it will send you into a different stratosphere. Just trust <laughs> me. Just trust me. Is it on like Netflix? Hulu? It's on Amazon Prime right God now. Damn it. But I've got the Blu-ray if you if you need to borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> Anyways, and it's made nice. by the same director. It's the same director as Hereditary, which is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. I've talked right. about that in my spectacular. Talk- yep. <laughs> it's the same director. It's the same style of movie, basically. Right. So, anyways, that's the dancing whatever nice. of fifteen. That was 18. a good one. I have to look that one up. Definitely interesting. Anymore? Do you got anything more for this episode? I have two more. They're quick. Okay. Cool. So this one is a medical miracle. So this one, this is the story of a guy named a kid actually named Nicholas Holderman. Have you ever heard of this one? I can't say that I have. So Nicholas Holderman from Perryville, Kentucky. He was just twenty months old when a freak accident happened. So he he fell and his face landed on his parents' keys. Okay. So the keys, a key, went through. Through his eye and penetrated his brain. Oh my god. Yeah. So obviously they called the ambulance. They took him and uh, they immediately got him into surgery and the surgery took a half hour. They got the key out perfectly. There was no damage to his brain, no damage to his eye and his eyesight is completely fine. All that they had to do, all they basically did was just patch up the hole and it took him maybe two months to heal from that and then he was and he was good. Like nothing happened. You can't even tell that he that it even happened. He has no scars. Nothing. That is the result of the human body right there and that's the x-ray like it's in I, his brain i don't know what to do with that and we gotta get that up there on the facebook and the twitter like, as well how does that oh my hap- god how like if 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 okay say that that happened to me and i was like conscious i would just say put me out just get rid of me end it because i wouldn't i wouldn't imagine recovering from that and seriously like in the the fact that the doctor got it out that quick and perfectly 30 minutes yeah i mean who, who the hell is this doctor because if there's anything i need taken out of me this is the doctor that's good that's going to be doing it <laughs> maybe it was ben dr ben carson could have been best neurosurgeon in the world hands down but that's nicholas holderman I, Me- medical miracle in my opinion i can't even do deal with that one right now that's incredible and this is an, this is another uh i'd say this is a miracle have you ever heard of the baby born twice no have you heard of this one no so carrie and chad mccartney want to figure out the sex of their child okay. and they're around the six month mark but they got really bad news and they found a freaking grapefruit sized tumor on the baby oh lord and so this tumor, it wasn't cancerous, but what it was doing, it was it was so big, it was sucking the blood from the baby, and the the baby needed that blood to, to grow. Obviously, yeah. So what they did was they pulled out the baby, 
out of the womb, like 80%. So damn near all the way out. They removed the tumor. And this procedure has only ever been done fewer than 20 times ever. Okay. And they removed the, the tumor and they slipped them back in and he was born perfect 10 weeks later. Oh my she, goodness. I'm, I apologize. She. And they named her Hope. So they took it almost completely out of her womb. They shoved her back in and oh she was born again. Oh my goodness. So she was technically born twice. <laughs> I can't imagine. That's that's different. Isn't that crazy? That's kind of a mind bender for me. And that's from uh, uh, mirror.co.uk. So that was okay. a UK story, but it happened Still, here. Still, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Do you imagine telling your kid that? Yeah, you were born twice. I <laughs> don't even, I, yeah, I I can't process that one. That, that's tough for me to process, honestly. I can't process the Nicholas Holderman. The fact that nothing happened in that no, kid's I brain or his eye. It, like, it must have just perfectly went in there. And I guess when it happened, the kid was crying, like, hard. Sure. Like, hardcore freaking well, out. Well, it's gotta be a lot of pain. It had to have hurt, but he penetrated the brain, went through your eye, and and, it, and it went, nothing it happened. It went like it went like through his eye. It had to have gone like through his eye socket above here. Yeah, because it didn't rupture his eye at no. all. There's no damage. No, that's luck. That is lucky right there. And I saw the the one that I saw in psychology class. I think the guy's name was Phineas Gage, and I didn't prepare this one. Uh, if you would have said Phineas Nigelis, I wouldn't have went crazy. No, Phineas Gage, I think was the guy's name. But he got a he was like a like a rail worker back in the 1800s, and he, he had pipe went through his like his head, and they're like, how the hell didn't this kill him well he ended up surviving but the part of the brain that it took out was his personality so he went from being a very friendly mild-mannered nice guy to being a complete asshole <laughs> because the brain damage that he took from this pole uh, going through his head took out his personality unreal and he couldn't he it just completely changed his personality so he survived it was like great he survived he's a complete fucking asshole and he had no empathy for people will just say whatever he thought unreal and those type of stories are crazy it's crazy what we don't know about the brain and we know we're learning a lot but you got to think about it like we can't how many people are going to sign up for an experiment like we're going to mess with your brain but there's a 10 percent chance that you're going to die or <laughs> you're going to be a completely different person at the end of this you know what i mean you'd have to pay me a significant amount of yeah, money to exactly, do that <laughs> exactly anyways do you have any more medical mysteries this week i read about one that i remember that's pretty crazy it's okay. really it's real quick i know sure. we're running really we're way far. over we're way over <laughs> but it doesn't matter uh i was reading this one about um this lady was shot in the face by her husband okay and there was nothing left of her face besides like her her uh her eyebrows there was nothing left of her face yeah basically like, except her eyebrows a lot of it was destroyed okay like, her facial structure a lot of it was destroyed <laughs> okay and they and this was happened was it 2008 i believe i think it was 2008 uh, here in ohio at the cleveland clinic they did the first face transplant in the united states and it was successful and she looked pretty jacked up sure but like it was pretty good and she was able to like move her face and like smile and like like it's pretty incredible if you really yeah. think about it yeah it's like absolutely able, incredible able to at least live her life and they've only and they've only done like four or five in the entire world sure at that point but that was the first one done in the united states and but unfortunately she died 2020 she really was, yeah she died last year okay but i thought that was absolutely incredible and you can look up pictures i think her name was uh like colleen culp or something like that or sure colin something like that sure but her last name was definitely Call. So if you want to look up pictures, okay, uh, like it's pretty incredible what they were able to do. It is, it is, and we've talked about face transplants before on the show. And they used a face from somebody that was deceased and somebody that donated it, or I, I'm assuming you'd have to donate. Yeah, and technically it's an organ. Your skin is an organ. Your skin is an organ. So, but do you imagine just having someone, some dead person's face on you? I that's tough to process. That's incredible. 
Anyways, do we have anything more for Medical Mysteries? No, I think we're all set. So are we ready to get our uh, drawing in real quick? <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. Hope we don't have as many incidents as we did on the last episode. <laughs> did you listen to the last episode? Yeah, it was good. It was, it was pretty, pretty good. good. Did you listen to the outtakes on that one? Yes, I did. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we had some problems last week getting the drawing going, but... So we're I picked last week. We're going to have Pat pick this week. So we have no, all... No, I picked last week. You're picking this week. Oh, you picked last yep. week. All right. So last week we had it in a hat, but this week we have... I have like a little plastic baggie. Yep. I can't see what any of them are. Nope. So I'm going to pick. Here we go. I'm excited. Next week's episode. Oh, shit. I have two. Okay. I dropped one. Next week's episode will be Mysterious People. Okay. So we're going to be talking about Mysterious People on the next episode. Mysterious People. Now, that is. Sh- should we confine this? Because that can be. That's pretty. We're that... going gonna to define it a little bit. Okay. I'm thinking mis- people whose identity isn't confirmed. Okay. So somebody did something, and you can point and say, this person did something, but nobody really knows who that person actually was. Okay. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying with that? I, I think so. Yeah. So it's like, imagine like a hero, like, oh, well, there was a. A fire happened, and somebody ran into the fire and saved the dog, but nobody knew who the guy was that did it. Okay. It's me, stuff like that. Okay. Now, sure. there's a lot of those in history, and I've got all my conspiracy books up there on my on my desk right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them that pop up in those books, so it's going to be an interesting topic. Anyways, before we now, get out of here. In those conspiracy books, do you think that do you think that possibly these people that we don't know about are just kind of a convenient filler to continue a conspiracy theory? Do you understand what I'm saying? To, like, to make the theory work do you think it's not like a filler option i thought about that and it is but the the people pop up in a backwards mindset meaning two people who had different ideologies that kind of traced back would kind of reference talking to a certain person and that that certain person wasn't really known but it's 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 weird it's complicated okay Okay. anyways before we get out of here and i i kind of fucked up because i was supposed to get some shit going on happy birthday by the way buddy oh thank you appreciate it uh, I was supposed to get you. I'm going to get you a couple copies of a couple of those books for your birthday. Oh, no worries. I should have ordered them this week. <laughs> I forgot because I'm an idiot. But you're going to get a couple of them. A couple of the easier ones to read. Sounds so good. So that they're easy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I can't read? No. I'm just saying that there are a lot of that shit up there is just like you're just weaving through nonsense, basically. <laughs> right. But the one, and I'm going to show you the one I'm going to get you. Gods of Eden by William Bramley. Yeah, you're going to get a copy of that one. The reason why I think you would like it is it's it's pretty concise when it gets broken down. But it's got a lot of history in there and a lot of names and facts. But it's broken down in a way that the narrative flows very well, I guess. It's kind of goofy and complicated. And he's got some ridiculous theories in there. And there's a page of, there's pages of pictures. So don't worry about that. Yeah, this looks gnarly. But that's going to be one. And it's a pretty good book. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm at, I, I feel bad. I should have had it for you no you're good today but we're celebrating no ben's, we're celebrating ben's birthday here on episode 42 thank you everybody appreciate it how's it feel to be 20 i don't even know if you want to say your age on the show 26 26 how's it feel it feels the same 26 was my worst year so that's rough i'm sorry yeah. to hear that anyways but we did kick uh, off we did uh-huh. kick off the show when i was 26 so we did that was that was the, that was Damn. the highlight that was the highlight of the show sure was anyways we're probably gonna get out of here for this episode we've got where are we at like two hours oh we're we're way over on time 
<laughs> but episode 43 is going to be mysterious people. That should be pretty fun. Yeah, should be good. I'm excited. Anything I, else before we get out of here? I'm all set, man. You good? Yes, please tweet us at 30 in the please post on Facebook. We are we've got like like 40 listeners like right now. It's pretty good. We're doing all right. It wasn't the best week. We advertised pretty well. I think you were doing you did better on the advertising than I did. I'm trying. I post the same thing every yeah. time. Uh at least like I I saw on your profile like people were like commenting like hey, this looks great or whatever. Yeah. People don't even comment on my shit. I'm not a very <laughs> the people that are friends with me on Facebook keep me around just so that there's somebody to look at and feel like, "Oh, well, at least I'm doing better than this guy." I literally don't do anything on Facebook. I know. It's it's tough advertising, but we're trying. So, we're getting there. Anyways, I think we're about to sign off. So, thank you very much, guys. Peace. Can I do a play off of sports cards real quick? Because I got a funny, a very funny sports card sure, story. Sure. So, I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Jackson, who was an NBA player back in. He played from 87 to 2004. So, he had a long career in the NBA, but he's best known because he was the coach of the Warriors right before they got good. So, he was the head coach of the Warriors back in 2011 to 2014. Mm-hmm. And he's been an analyst. Like, he's a media personality at this point, Mark Jackson. Okay. So he had a decent NBA career. Uh, he made an all-star team. 12,489 points in the league. So that's not bad for a 17-year player. It's a pretty good career. Sure. Anyways, back in 1990, uh, his basketball card got released. In the 90s, that was a big time for basketball cards. And what's funny is one of my father's coworkers gave me a ton of basketball cards from the 80s and 90s back when I was a kid. And I looked at them. They were pretty cool, but he had to give me a bunch of unopened packs that obviously were lost because I never actually opened them, and I wish I would have. But I can guarantee you that this card that I'm going to talk about was in there. Have you ever heard of the men? Shit. The Menendez brothers. Have you ever heard of the Menendez brothers? They were two brothers that killed their family back in Oh yes, yes, yes. Back yes. in the late eighties, I think. Yes. Right when the like the media true crime shit was becoming a big thing. Yeah, I watched a documentary on it. On Mark Jackson's basketball card. And back when he was playing with the Back when he was playing with the New York Knicks. Sitting in the front row of Mark Jackson's basketball card. Are the Menendez brothers? Are you sure? Think about that for a second. Oh my gosh. I know it took a lot of build up to get there. There's a 1990 1991 Hoops basketball card number 205. Has Mark Jackson as the card and the Menendez brothers sitting in the background. So, how did you find this out? Like, how did you, like, who, who, I saw it? I saw it on a coincidental photo video and i almost brought this up on last episode damn you should have that's so funny i (laughs) (sighs) that's funny i i I can't believe how funny that is that it's just like somebody somebody out there some somebody just was looking at their basketball cards one day holy holy shit holy shit that's the menendez (laughs) and they're sitting they're sitting in the front row and they got like prime real estate on this basketball card unreal so that's my basketball card comment commentary that's funny anyway sorry for hijacking your story no you hear this one no so carrie and chad mccartney went to their OBGYNs. they wanted to figure out the race (laughs) (laughs) well only chad wanted to find out the race (laughs) cut
<laughs> Cut. Carrie, do you have anything you want to tell us? Carrie and Chad McCartney, they went to their OBGYN because they wanted to figure out the sex of their child. <laughs>